Welcome to the Endpoints Podcast, presented by the ALS Therapy Development Institute. I'm Jonathan Gang. 20 years, more than 5,000 miles, give or take. Thousands of riders, countless hugs, tears, and cheers from the side of the road. And, if everything goes according to plan, $10 million raised for research to end ALS. The Tri-State Trek has built quite a legacy over the past two decades, and there is no better time to celebrate it than June 24th to 26th, 2022, the year that will mark the 20th annual trek, as well as the return to its traditional three-day, 270-mile format. The trek started back in 2003, with 16 cyclists pedaling from Boston to New York and raising $30,000 for ALS research along the way. Since then, it has grown to become the marquee fundraising event for the ALS Therapy Development Institute, with hundreds of riders each year raising hundreds of thousands of dollars to help end ALS. It's also become something of a family reunion. From the cyclists who return to ride year after year, to the volunteers who make the event run smoothly, to the supporters who show up to cheer everyone on, the event has fostered a strong community throughout its 20 years. To celebrate the 20th trek, we spoke to Ride Marshal Kevin Porter and bike mechanic Rick Starry, two people who have been volunteering for the ride since nearly the beginning, and the namesakes of the Starry Porter Award for Outstanding Trek Volunteers, about what keeps them coming back year after year. I'm Rick Starry. I'm a uh, bicycle mechanic. I currently run a, uh, a nonprofit service and rental uh, service down in Newport, Rhode Island. I, for the last 20 years, I've been in Boston, uh, running bike shops up there. I ran, I was a general manager of service for uh, Papa Wheelies. Before that, I was their service manager. And before that, a mechanic. Uh, before that, a builder. Uh, I was with them for a long time. Um, I am a former, I'm a former racer. I used to race downhill uh, semi-professionally. Um, that's a good way of saying that I was sponsored, but they didn't give me everything free. I wasn't that sponsored. Um, did that for a while. I am a two-time national champion mechanic. I am a former U.S. Olympic mechanic. Um, national champion mechanic just means I've been the head mechanic for two race teams that have won national titles. That's all that really means. Um, there's no like mechanic Olympics. Uh, let's see. I was working at ATA Cycle back in the beginning of, uh, of the Tri-State Trek, uh, back when Matt Mendel, I think was the original, he was the founder. Uh, I was running a bicycle shop. He was looking for mechanics to do the first inaugural ride. It was gonna be a three-day ride with only 12 people. Um, and would we be interested in sponsoring it? Uh, and uh, it sounded interesting, but um, what really hooked me was the fact that the young ladies who were attractive uh, mentioned it was for ALS. Um, as a as a child, um, when I was nine, uh, my favorite uncle, uh, my uncle Larry, uh, took a big took a big shift from being a really cool guy to being this kind of a angry alcoholic, and then he passed away shortly after that. Um, and what I didn't know until much later was that he had been diagnosed with ALS realized what it was and basically drank himself to death. Um, and so I wanted to be part of it because of that. 
um, I was like, all right, that's cool. Chance to give back, Uncle Larry, cool. And then, uh, and then you really get into this ride. You know, it's uh, I, I do a ton of rides. I do the Pan Mass. I do um, rides for the American Lung Association. Um, and and all rides are kind of the same. They're all for a good cause. Everyone that's there is really into what they're doing. Um, but most causes, uh, there are cures. I mean, even even cancer, they're so close. Uh, but for terminal stuff, stuff like stuff like ALS, um, there's not. I don't think there's enough done for stuff like that. And um, the way it affects not only the people, but the people around them is is to the nth level of what you got out of a normal ride. It kind of blew me back. Um, and I remember going home uh, after the second year that we did it. And uh, I happened to be meeting up with my aunt that we were having a Christmas thing. And I happened to mention my aunt Deb that I was doing that. Uh, and it was because of uncle Larry and she, she lost it. Um, so like my family pays attention to the ride and stuff. Now it's, uh, it's, it's an all around good cause. And that's how, that's how I got into it. And I've been there every single year. I was even there on the, uh, the year that I wasn't there, which is the, the year we all did it online. Um, yeah, it's a great cause. It's a great cause. It's great. It's just great. Unlike Rick, Kevin Porter didn't have a personal connection with ALS before joining the Trek family. But like many others who came primarily for the bike ride at first, it soon became much more personal. The first Trek was really historic. And uh, I have problems remembering names and whatnot, dates things like that, but I met some people who were afflicted with ALS. So many people take their last bike ride because they don't expect to be physically capable of doing the ride again. It seems to be two groups of people, people who have lost someone, people who are related to somebody who's recently diagnosed. And this is a gesture of, of support, of memoriam. Uh, there are two different uh, goals on behalf of all these riders. So this first ride, I encountered a lot of the people who made the kind of deepest impression on me and what ALS uh, is all about. And the people who, you know, are involved in trying to find a cure or an effective treatment. My connection to the people who have taken their last ride that's what kind of turns my head because initially to me, this was just like a free vacation kind of thing. And I used to tell people that when they said, what's your connection? Well, I don't have a connection. It was kind of an embarrassing thing until it started to present itself to me, my connection to the ride. It started with helping people who are taking their last ride. Well, before that, with people who want to do that ride, people who have never been on a bike before, show up day one, and they're pretty much like, don't tell me anything. And then they get to the first hill outside of Wellesley, 
and you start rolling up on them and they're like, hey, listen, how do I shift my gears? You know, <laughs> things like that start to happen. And, and my role presents itself. The road is, it's kind of like a teacher. The tri-state track is a teacher for all parties concerned. Both Kevin and Rick have been around since nearly the beginning. They both say the trek has grown a lot since the ride started, but the spirit has stayed the same, and that has kept them coming back. Well, it was a lot easier to remember bikes when there were 12 people uh, rather than 250. But, um, but basically, I think that um, it's also interesting because I've, been, I've done the Pan Mass for a lot of years, but I, I, go, there, I go there because I'm, I'm asked to. Um, I would come here if, if I wasn't asked to, but, uh, I feel like, like with the pan, not talking anything bad about another ride, but it's, it's, you really, you lose track. There's no, uh, it's, it's, it's so big that there's almost no way to, to make that personal, but because I've been here since, since day one, I know basically everyone who's ever run this ride in order to, in order to ride the ride, you, uh, you have to have your bike checked out by either me or one of my five mechanics uh, before the ride. Like you come in the day before we check it out, even if you just had a tune up. And because we do it that way, we have less, less problems going down the road. It's a much more, much more rideable ride. And in our 20 years, we've never had anyone not finish because of a mechanical. Um, I used to bring a couple extra bikes anyway. Um, but uh, it's, it's because I, because I, I probably have a different view because I've grown with it, but I mean, I, I could almost tell you everyone's name and what their bike is and what their problem is and which year they gave me the most hard time with, with their tune-ups, you know, like, oh man, this bike's terrible this year. Um, and so that, that keeps coming back as well. Like, and how has it changed? It's, I don't know if it, it feels the same to me, it's bigger, but it feels the same, but I'm not lost in the minutiae the way I am in some of the bigger rides. Uh, I think that we've developed the most competent, skilled and knowledgeable group of ride marshals, support staff, medical personnel, uh, operational administration, cooperation amongst city and town officials, and the energy on the side of the road has grown. People come out and sit in their yards and watch the people and cheer them right down to the last rider. People will stop you at a convenience store and say, you're on the track. You know, I have a relative who's just diagnosed, but it's just grown in an outpouring of emotion and sharing of the experience over the years. Through the years, Kevin and Rick have seen a lot and forged some deep connections with the Trek family who have made the event so special for them. Um, yeah, my very first memory, like I said initially, it was just a trip. I'm getting a free vacation, you know? And it's something that, you know, I'm not gainfully employed. I don't really know anybody who is. So raising that money is quite an undertaking. And, you know, for somebody who had no prior information and uh, no personal motivation to go and pursue that money, uh, certainly I wanted to make myself useful. 
<laughs> and uh, things presented themselves to me. Like the first time we stopped, there's a whole group of people kind of stopped and I'm like, what's going on up ahead? You know, what, what's the holdup? And somebody said that Daryl Goss, Daryl P. Goss was having a breathing distress and they began to explain to me what was happening, why we were waiting, because that was going to be his last ride. That was going to be his last ride. So now every single trek, when I roll up on that stone wall, I stop and I take a picture. Nothing has happened except the yard's a little more manicured. People ride by like, oh, we're going this way. We're going this way. And I just yell out, Daryl P. Goss, you know? Favorite memories. Uh, man, I love I love the time with my mechanics at night. Like, it, it, I enjoy doing this, this stuff during the day. I like meeting all the people. But my my favorite time is like 1 a.m. when we're still, we still got like four or five bikes left to tune. We know we have to be up at 5 a.m., you know, and we're trying to, figure out who gets to go to bed early. He's got to stay up and, and, and pound it out. You know, um, I like, I really like those things. I, I, my, one of my best friends in the entire world, uh, Lindsay, Lindsay Watkins, uh, I proposed to her, uh, on this ride, uh, in front of everybody. Uh, that was, that's a pretty awesome thing. It, did we, we didn't quite see it to fruition, but she's still one of my best friends and she's good friends with my wife. I am married now. So, um, you know, I, I, I like the, I like the people I've met. I like the friends I've met. I like the, actually my current wife. Oh my gosh. It sounds terrible. I, really, I met her on the ride. She used to run the, the medical end of things uh, for the first few years. Um, wow. I had forgotten that. Yeah. So there, yeah, there you go. That's, that's me in a nutshell. The past two years have been unique in the Trek's long history. The first time in decades that riders were not cycling the full 270 miles to end ALS due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The event went fully online in 2020, and in 2021 was held as a one-day, 100-mile ride. Like so many others in this community, Rick says missing the full trek for two whole years was really tough. When I started doing this and I started handpicking my mechanics, you know, I picked my friends, I picked guys that worked for me at shops. So they're all like real mechanics. They're all tied in, but they're also guys that I, you know, would go mountain biking with every weekend. So it's all my friends. And as we've gotten older, you know, there's probably some of my fifties now. Um, they live in different, different sections, Vermont, uh, Montana, uh, Utah, uh, Pennsylvania. And we all, we all get back together for this thing. So like, that's a really huge thing. And two years ago, I didn't get to see him. And last year it was just just me and a couple of my guys. All of us couldn't couldn't be there because of the pandemic and everything. So this year we're looking to to get the get the band back together, as it were. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I look forward just to seeing everybody and finding out who's still here and and who's no longer with us. That's that's really the toughest part every year, uh, especially for for something like this, like ALS, like Lou Gehrig's disease. It's, uh, you know that's that's the tough part. That's the part I don't look forward to. But then again, it's it's great when you see like people like Steve who's still still here, man. Like just, just like bucking all the odds, you know. It's it's inspiring, and if they can do that, geez, what what do we have to really complain about? You know, perspective is a really great thing that, that I get every year, um, and it's it's surprising that I get it every year. Like you think that I'd remember it from the year before, and I and I guess I do, but 
but yeah, there's always that, that lump in the throat moment or two that you have on the, on the trek every year. Um, and I guess I look forward to that. It, it's, uh, it's a measure of me still being uh, emotionally connected to the world, even with everything that's going on. So, On top of the pandemic, Kevin also had another obstacle in his way over the past year, a traumatic brain injury he suffered after being hit by a car. He says that the support of his friends from Trek was instrumental in helping him heal, get back on the bike, and return to Trek this year as the event finally returns to its three-day, 270-mile format. I pulled up to a curb, foot down, a car just linebackered me and landed on my head, had a traumatic brain injury. So um, I'm going to say that changed my life. I want to thank everybody for caring so much about me and appreciating my small contribution. Uh, People have commemorated every single mile. I want to mention Emily Don't. She has sent me every piece of memorabilia. Somehow, Somehow I haven't gotten everything. It's like, thanks a lot for being a marshal on the track. A little book with little pictures in it. I have 20 years of people going like, thank you for helping us out on the track. So I got to find some way of thanking people for turning and helping me out while I'm trying to help them out. So I'm pretty much humbled by the fact that people feel that my presence and my gesture here and there has meant so much to them and what they're trying to accomplish. So, yeah, it's like, a, let me go in there and work harder. What can I do? You know, can I change a tire? Can I go get you a beer? <laughs> Whatever it is, that's what I look forward to. With the full track coming back, Rick says he's most excited to recapture the community spirit of the event in person. Uh, it's the community. It's the community. It's the, it's the, you're with everyone when you're there. You know what I mean? Like no one's, no one's unapproachable. No one's, uh, no one's standoffish. Uh, you have, you have a ton of laughs. You get to know people. You get to, you get to meet everyone from, <clears throat> from one of my mechanics to the, the head scientist. He rides, you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's a, it's a very inclusive family affair uh that feels good it's like going to you know it's it's i really thought about this it's kind of like going to uh like a family reunion and you go there like every year and sometimes the family changes a little bit but it's basically it's like going to a family reunion every year especially uh sunday afternoon you know they've got the cookout you've just busted your stones for you know 70 some hours straight you know it's uh it's a good wind down yeah Beyond just the community of those who ride, volunteer, and show up to offer support, both Kevin and Rick are also excited to get back to the Trek's core mission, helping to fund research to end ALS at ALS TDI. There's so much that's gone into um, making this ride and this ride where it is uh, that we tend to focus on the ride, but and we all know that the ride's here to advance what we can do about this terrible disease. But, um, but sometimes we, uh, 
we forget who's doing all the work, you know, the scientists, the, the every, not even just scientists, just every, every aspect of, of, of TDI is, is all about giving back. It's all about finding a cure. It's all about moving forward. It's all about making other people's lives better in the end, you know, like when, when we win, that's a, that's a global win. It's going to be like the, the hugest thing, you know what I mean? Wow. They stopped that. It's like polio. You know what I mean? Like that was, that was a real deal. Polio is a memory. And somebody made that happen, and we're going to make that happen for ALS. Because I've seen the people who have been afflicted. I've met the scientists. The people are doing honest diligence on behalf of people they care. It's a love-born endeavor. And that's what I want to help with. Uh, like I said, uh, everybody who is afflicted with ALS seems to like get the starch. Like, you know what? I'm going to stand up to this. I'm going to take it standing up. And it's been a deep example to me. It started out with my mom dying from a completely different illness. But she used to offer me a ride home from the track. And I tried to explain to her, like, you know, look at this. And then we started attending together those Saturday night gatherings. And I think that gave her strength to face her own death. Um, I think what I have learned is that profiling courage of the person afflicted. That's what I've learned that I want to live up to in every situation. To learn more about the trek, go to tst.als.net. There, you can sign up to ride one, two, or three days, volunteer to help put the ride on, or donate to support ALS-TDI's mission to find effective treatments for ALS. If you can't make the ride on June 24th to 26th, you can also help raise funds by signing up for the virtual trek to ride remotely. Non-cyclists can also participate by running, walking, swimming, or any other activity through the Trek Your Way. Thanks for listening, and hopefully, see you in June.